Thank you guys again for joining another episode of A Parent's Journey Through Grief One Day at a Time podcast. Today, I have Miss Jeanette with me that's going to share her journey about losing her only child. Again, this platform was created for parents who lost a child. And just to talk about our journey, because I know that we have a very unique journey with um, losing a child if you've never been through it before um really don't understand what we're going through and um one thing I know about grief it definitely has stages and can't no one really put an expiration date on grief and so I say that as long as we heal together and go through our grief process um healthy I think we'll get it we'll be able to heal moving forward so I just want to take this time again to thank you guys for joining again I have Miss Jeanette Jeanette this is a safe place for us parents who have lost our children. And we're just going to have conversation. That's what I want this to be, conversation, because I know that everybody process different. So I want right. to take this time to, first of all, welcome you for joining us on today's episode. And um, just tell the story, whatever you want to share. This is a safe haven where um, we just have a dialogue conversation about our journey. So thank you again, and welcome, Ms. Shadette. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm getting through it, getting through it. Yes. With the help of God, I know that again, you're, you're a sister in Christ of mine as well. So uh, I know God has definitely helped us. Right. So. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely my strength. You know, I, a lot of people tell me how strong I am and I'm like, baby, I am holding on to him so tight. He probably saying, girl, get off me. You good. You good. I got you, but I'm holding on. And then that helps me get through, you know, well, helps that's me. Good. Well, if you yeah. don't mind, just share a little bit of your journey, your daughter name, and just anything that you want to share about your daughter and about her passing and um, how you've been dealing with the process of losing your only child. Okay. Um, well, her name was Shanta, Shanta Murph, uh, 42 years old. And uh, we were simply going for a walk that day. You know, I'm on my health kick and she decided she was going to walk with me that day. And uh, I walked ahead because she was like, Ma, I know you walked a little fast. So go ahead and go ahead. I'm These shoes ain't feeling right. So my niece was walking with us as, as well. And uh, so I'm walking probably, I'm like halfway the court at Marshall High School. And uh, I could hear my niece calling out. Now I turned around, my baby was down, right? So I'm thinking she sprained an ankle or something, but she was in full arrest, you know. And I had to do CPR, you know. And thankfully I had just taken a, a renewed my stuff and took my class. And so I had to do CPR and uh, pretty much lost it right there on the track. And so, you know, um, the devil tried to get me with, um, cause that's where I walked every single day. And so it was trying to put that fear in me of if I walk out there, the same thing was going to happen. So I decided that one day I told my best friend that I wanted her to walk with me when I do decide to go, you know, so after everything was over with. And so I, before I got off work, God was like, you got to do it alone, right? So I went out there and it's normally always somebody on that track, but it was nobody out there but me and God. I walked and I cried. I walked and I cried and I prayed. And I just wanted to show God strong because it is definitely not me. It is definitely not me. And it has been a journey. You know, I have my days and uh, 
at first I was like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry, you know, but you know, cause I don't want nobody to feel sorry for me because you know what I'm saying? It's, it's different. And you may be walking alone and then all of a sudden it hit you out of nowhere. This whole thing that you've lived already. Now you got to see it again and again and again. So I just, I trust God. I even tried to find counseling, you know, but during the pandemic, you know, it's so hard to get connected with somebody. So I just trust God. I pray. I even have I had to talk to myself, but I thank you for this platform because I, in my head, this is what I was planning on doing, right? This is what I was going to do, but just never did it because I feel like I'm all over the place because it's still new. It's been a year and a half. So I, you know, I kind of be all over the place, but I thank you for this because it helps to talk about it. It helps to talk about it, you know, so that's how I've been getting through really. And even at church, my pastor was like, you know, after the service and everything, you know, you could sit down and everything. But no, I got to sing because I'm going to praise him. No, this helps me. No, let me, let me work. Let me do the work. Let me take it one day at a time. And that's how I get through one day at a time. Now, it's been a week this week because I don't know if this, the holidays coming up, but it's just, just kind of been on me. And um, today I was able to get up and uh, I was smiling. I smiled. I got up and I was like, I was singing this morning. So it was good. It's a good day. It's a That's good day. Good. That's good. You know what? You said something um, that very, that, that, that's so true, right? When, when Romaine passed away, I found myself so busy, right? But what I realized was um, I was being everything for everyone else. And grief really didn't hit me until maybe like six months. Now mm. I go in and everybody like, you're so strong. You know, I drove the hearse to the cemetery because I wanted to drive him to his um, final destination of his uh, physical body, right? Um, we know that his soul is with the Lord, but um, I did so many things. And I think for myself, because I've never experienced a loss like that, right? I think I was just going and going. And maybe six months down the the, the road, that's when grief really hit me. And I told my husband at that moment, I said, I feel the heaviness of grief. And I said that I must go and just seek God. I cannot work. I cannot uh, be an effective mother, a wife, if I don't get me together, because I thought that I was okay. And right. Miss Jeanette, um, that during that process, like I said, maybe six months after is when grief really, really hit me. And I can just remember for three months, it was me and God every day. Mm. I'm like, God, I need you. Like right. I, I've, you've shown and proven yourself to me before in these X, Y, and Z instances. But mm. in this moment, I need you. And I'm telling you three months, I took a leave of absence from work. And in that three months, it was me and God. I'm mm -hmm. talking about, oh my God, my face was toward, um, turned toward him every day, reading my word and just listening to the word. That's what really, really, really mm -hmm. helped me because mm -hmm. I'm like all of a sudden this thing just hit me. And I said to my husband, I'm so sorry, but I know if I don't get the appropriate help that I need, I can't be an effective wife. I can't run the household. I can't make sure the other boys are okay. And so I thank God for that moment because for three months, it was me and God. And when I tell mm -hmm. you that 
he built, man, my strength was just building and building and building because I was in his word. I was in his face. And when I told you that God really helped me through that process, oh my God, it has definitely helped me. And it's been a process. It's still a process, but I must say it was God that really helped me. And so during the process, if you don't mind sharing um, when your daughter passed away and um, how long it's been. I think you said a year and a half, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been a year and a half. A year and a half. And so what are some of the like coping mechanisms that you have um, found yourself? I know for myself, I'm sharing moments with Romaine and I'm like, I don't want people to feel bad for me. It's not that I'm sad when right. I share those moments. It's just that those are all I have left of my baby is the memories and in, in pictures. So when I share things on, you know, social media, it's not that I'm sad. It's just that these are the memories that come up and this is what I have left of my baby. Right. Right. is one thing that um, it's a definitely a coping mechanism for me. I always, I have pictures around him everywhere in my office, in my house. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it's not that I'm sad or that I'm just drowning in grief, but it's just, that's how I want to remember my baby. So, um, so what's some of the um, coping mechanisms that that you found yourself um, utilizing during your process? Well, you know, recently I found out that, um, I, I, I too post pictures. I, I post pictures and then my friends and family think I'm, I'm sad at that moment, but I think of the happy times and, you know, she was such a strong young woman and, and, and loved God, feared God and the whole thing. And so whenever I kind of get weak, I'll be like, Hey, Shanta, man, what, you know, help me, you know, help me, you know, I, I, I talk to her. You know, but I post those pictures, but I recently, you know, I go through her things. It's been a, you know, process so slowly because some days I could touch it and I'm good. And some days I can touch it and I feel a certain way. And I'm like, oh, this one, I can't touch it. So I recently went through a box of her papers and she was a writer. So she wrote down a lot of stuff. And I'm telling you, and I am not tooting my home. I was a single mom, you know. And to put this baby through private school, college, and all this thing, it's been a chore, you know. And to sit there and listen, just like see her writing, like she wrote down, like she was studying the books of the Bible. And so she would write down the books of the Bible and what each sub, what each chapter was about. And then she would say, um, the areas that she's lacking in, like, what did that mean to her? Like in whatever scripture, what it mean? And so one of them, she said, I'm not having enough time with God. This is my spiritual life is lacking. Now, what do steps do I need to take to move? It just did my heart where I, I didn't, you know, it just, my heart just welled up because just to see her writing and she made all kind of quotes and, you know, she had just started a new little business, a travel business. And then, a. uh, speaker and all this stuff and I can't get into any of her stuff her laptop her computer her desktop phone nothing couldn't get it into anything but my saving grace was I got my memories my only baby I got my memories I have my time and then so one and one while people say you got a shrine but people buy you people give you those pictures of you and your your child and all this and stuff and they mean well 
you know, but sometimes you look at it and, and I would just sit there and at that spot she used to sit because she worked from home before she passed. And so I would look at that little spot right there and just stare at that spot. And then I could just hear her saying, Jeanette, get it together, girl. You know, because that's what she would say if I was doing something, Jeanette, get it together. You know, what are you doing? So I get it together, but my the I cope with my memory. I just think of the good times whenever I get sad because she had like four sisters and one of them, they were really, really tight and she was really grieving. And so she would call me. And so I said, think of the good times, you know, think, refocus your mind, you know, because that's what I have to do. I have to read because if I stay there, I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be in the bed. I don't want to do that. I want to live life. I want to live life because that's what she did. My baby traveled. Oh my God. Before she passed away, she had already been to Mac. That that was she just from January to uh, June. She had already been to Cancun three, four times, and she was determined to go one time by herself. I kept saying, "Shanta, don't do it," you know, because you know you just think of all the things that happen when people are alone by themselves. But she wanted to do that, and when she came back, she's like, "I did that." She was like, "I did that." Now where I'm going next? I said, "Nowhere without me," <laughs> you know. But I said, just think on the happy times. And that's what I do. I just kind of refocus my thought. When I get sad, I think of the good times. I think of the strong one, young woman she was. Very, very strong, powerful. And she was the glue that kept my family together. Like after my father passed, my mom, and you know, I lost a few siblings as well. And she was the glue that kept us all together. And at her service, all of her cousins were saying, who's going to do that now? Who's going to do that now? Shanta was the piece that kept us all together, you know. And uh, we'll find our way. We'll find our way. You know what I'm saying? We'll find our way with the help of the Lord. Yeah. And you know what? It's uh, my, my, I continue to say that it's definitely a process, right? Yeah. It's a journey and it's a process. And, and you said something, you know, you think on the good times. I know that sometimes when we sit and we think about um, our children, I always, you know, Romaine was 18 years old when he's passed. And so I had some rough journey, a rough journey with him in his mm-hmm. teenage years. But I just choose to think about all the good things, yes. good memories mm-hmm. of, um, of Romaine, because mm-hmm. I had, honestly, the good definitely did outweigh the bad because he mm-hmm. wasn't a bad, um, yeah. disrespectful kid. He just, you know, um, lost his way with the crowd that he hung around and just the decisions. And I'd like to just speak the truth because I know sometimes um, some people don't want to speak the the facts and the truth, but for me, that helps me and tell my baby story because I want to be able to reach another young person who may be going down the wrong road to say, come on, will it back in, do the right thing. If you have parents that's, you know, raising you right, that's instilling good morals and values and he hold on to that. And so that's all, that's, that's what this is about. But you said something um, so good because you said that your daughter was 42 years old, right? And as you were speaking, something that resonated with me when you said that she began to write things down about the scriptures and all of that. And all I can think about was the Bible scripture about train up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart. And I know I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that I know your heart, it does your heart well to know that your daughter is an adult. 
but she kept God with her. And because mm-hmm. you instilled and you trained her up. And you know what? I always say that, you know, sometimes kids may stray away, but they find they back, they, their, their way back to the solid foundation. And when you instill God in them and tell you, Romaine will always say this little thing to his friends, ain't nobody too gangster for God because I was that mother that's praying, laying hands, yeah. on the door for <laughs> <laughs> the door posts and everything right and so it just does my heart well when people are like man mama roll remains to say that nobody too gangster yeah. because that's what right. I instilled in him that's what I, I made sure like Romaine you know you got to know who God is he's real you know got to have you know work out your own soul salvation and all of those good things so it just does my heart well to know that the things that we did instill in our children yeah. that you know they kept hold on that even if they strayed away a little bit but right. the fact that she was 42 years old and still um had God, like you know, still reverence God and yeah. everything that she was doing. So that's pretty cool. I know you, I know you were just like at all, like oh. my heart was was like this, you know. I was like, I, I was really excited. You know, people tell me all the time, but you know what? She had like some like like amazing friends that have stuck with me. I said, I'm going to cry. Girl, these babies check on me. They knew she loved her mom, so they take care of me like she did. They make sure I'm not missing anything, you know. I mean, and and they don't have to. People don't have to be nice. They do not. And I really thank God for these women. And, you know, and then the stories they tell about how Shanta would pray them through, you know. They they called her Mama Shanta. Because everybody went to her of the group. And it just, they, but they are amazing. Um, amazing, amazing. I, 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 I couldn't ask for a bunch of daughters. You know what I'm saying? They are definitely have helped me get through this. Yes. Definitely. And you know what I, that is? It's just part of that support system, right? And in losing your, your uh, a child, you, you, you inherit so many other kids because myself I inherit oh my god inherit so many children on this journey you know everybody all the kids call me mama roll when I told you that it's just been amazing like I've had a few of the young young men even live with me since Romaine passed away you know helping them on their journey their life journey and all of that but we inherit so many I know that we we've lost a child but God always finds fit to um, bridge that gap and to, to help us along our journey. We never know how yeah. it's going to happen. But when I tell you, I have so many kids now. <laughs> like, okay, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already had so many God kids, but now I got a triple. <laughs> and, and one thing that I am that I am grateful for is a lot of the young people who was connected to Romaine, they still reach out to me to this day. And they always say, you know, how highly Romaine spoke of me, how my mama the real MVP, my mama mm. the real, my mama, mm. you know, he will always speak highly of me. And yeah. um, they were always saying, man, mama, well, it's nothing that you did wrong. And I'm right. like, you know what? And I know and God had already assured me of that, but yeah. something like hearing someone saying, because 
even when Romaine was going through its little rebellious stage and different things like that, I'm like, is he not listening to me? Do he not get right. me? Like, you know, he yeah. listens to everybody else but me. But to know that he will always speak highly of me um, to his um, peers and his friends, mm-hmm. different things like that. That does my heart well as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. It's, been, it's just, it's definitely, it's just have been such a unique process. That's what I'll say. Um, it's been yeah. a unique process. It has yes. highs, it has its lows, but I wanted to, again, and actually God literally said, you have to create this safe place and you must do it now. And I'm still working out the kinks of recording and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and all of that stuff. But when I must obey God. And so so that's why we're here today. And so many parents have reached out like, man, thank you so much. And again, it's not my platform. It's our platform. I want everybody to know that this is our platform. Because again, if you've never been through it before, you don't know how we feel. And so just to come and be able to talk about it. I know that part of my healing process is definitely talking about it. You know, talking about losing a child. My baby was nothing but 18. He had his whole life ahead of him, right? And so just to, you know, share that story to tell any, you know, parent that may be going through the things that I went through um, with my child, like just keep going, keep holding on, keep instilling those great values and morals in them and, you know, and just give them to God. Cause that's what I did. Like I had, I had to give my baby back to the Lord because at, 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 at one point I thought I was going to lose my mind. And I used to say, God, I need you, God, I need you to help me. And I used to say, if something happened to my baby, I'll lose my mind. But can I tell right. you today, Miss Jeanette, it's been five years and I'm still in my right mind. And I yeah. thank you for that because really? words have power. And mm-hmm. you want me to say that I'll lose my mind mm-hmm. and to know that God is keeping my mind. Mm-hmm. is Not that I don't go through my ups and my downs, but man, to know that I'm still in my right mind, losing my baby, that right there is enough for me to keep me going. Yes. Yes. So, and I, um, Shanta had moved to North Carolina, uh, in like 2017. Of course I was totally against it because she don't know nobody in North Carolina, but she was one of those people. She wasn't afraid of anything. She moved there not knowing one soul. She, she said, mom, getting you ready. Get your mind around this. And I'm going to move. If I get the job I want, paying the money I want, I'm going to move. I'm like, yeah, right. Sure enough, she did. But you know, I, 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 I after she passed away, I, I, the first thing I kept saying was why? Why? I don't understand why she had so much going for why kept trying to figure that thing out. You know, and then I just said, I'll never figure it out. So, you know, every morning I have a prayer partner, every morning we pray. So of course for three days, I ain't said a word. I ain't said a word, but that Saturday morning, I said, God, I am not mad at you. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Your will has to be done. And you gave it to me for a little while. So I'm, you know, I, I have to accept it. I, could, I just kept saying, why I'm trying to figure it out. And I said, maybe I'll never know. And then a couple of weeks ago, I'm watching TV and I thought I had an epiphany, thought I had it figured out, right? So I said, oh, that's why. Then I was saying, do I put up before God? No, I ain't never do that. Trying to figure out all the reasons why. But I was so happy 
that she, like after my mom passed in 2019, and then three months later, my brother passed away. Shanta said, I'm moving back home. She packed up everything. She moved back home. She's because you can't do this on your own. I was, we talk about a basket case. That was me. So my baby moved back. And I, I had the weight of the world on my shoulder. And she said, listen, this is what we're going to do. For six months, you take your money, do what you need to do for you. I got this. You get on your feet, get, get it back together. I got this. And I'm not going to think about it. If something had happened to my baby in North Carolina, you know how long it would have took me to try to get to her? God know what he's doing. God know what he's doing. I'm telling you. So I stopped even trying to figure it out. Once I kind of thought about that thing, I was like, man, if she had been in North Carolina, this would have been something different. God know what he's doing. He always know what he's doing, Janae. And, and you know what I said this on the um, last episode, like literally his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Right. And when we trying to figure him out, he too abrupt. We just can't, you know? You're right. right. <laughs> just, we just cannot, but he know exactly what he's doing. He knows. Yeah. And, and I take confidence in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm like, okay, I ain't trying to figure it out no more. God, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. And I, hey, that's, that's how I go. I trust you and I'm going ahead. I don't care how many I take the gut punch, I fall down, I'm getting back up. I bend, but I ain't breaking. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to live. She lived her life on purpose every day. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. And you know what? That I can remember, and I will always share because I will play back me and remain conversations. And I can just hear my baby like, Mama, you've overcame so many things. Come on, Mama. Mm-hmm. Like I, he, I, I hear his voice. Mama, come on. Get mm-hmm. up. When I find mm-hmm. myself, because for five years, I dealt with depression. I never knew that it was depression until recently. Mm-hmm. God dealt with me and said, oh yeah, that right there is depression. I Mm. never dealt with like um, obesity and different things like that, but I found myself being an emotional eater. Mm -hmm. I found myself laying in the bed for all all day, working Mm. and not getting up, coming into the office. I just found just little things. And God said, baby, that's the, yeah, that's depression. You got to call that thing out. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be set free, you can be set free. Right, right. And, and and I was in this house and oh my God, Miss Jeanette, I was like, okay, God, I need your help. I want to be set free. Mm-hmm. And when I told you God dealt with me and he said, listen, let me tell you, these are the things that you need to do. First of all, you have to acknowledge that you're going through this. Yeah. Um, because I did, I did counseling. I definitely did counseling. Um mm-hmm. But seeking God has really, really helped me. Counseling helped me as well because she brought a whole lot of things out that I was bottling up because I've always, you know, I've always been a warrior, always been strong, but losing my baby was on a whole nother level. Another level. That was on a whole nother level. And say my oldest child is gone, but I still have these other kids that I have to make mm-hmm. sure that I attend to have to make sure that I'm instilling the right things in them too. And it was a rough journey. The first year that thing was rough, but with the help of God, I definitely got through it. And I'm keeping, you know, it's definitely a process. It's definitely um, a continuation of healing and I'm just allowing God to 
I'm trusting the process now. Yeah. That's what I wasn't doing in the beginning because I didn't know that I, you know, it was going to be a process, right? Right, right, right. right. What helped me is just trusting the process, talking about it. And then another thing that that helped me um, when I stopped working, I was like, you know, God, I need something to do. And so mm-hmm. I started crafting. I absolutely love, I have the crafting room in my basement. I love just making shirts and making things and, you know, I make a few dollars off of it, but I don't promote like I know that I should, but I want to make sure I'm able to do all these things that I got going on, right? Mm-hmm. But crafting mm-hmm. definitely helped me as well. That yeah. was one of my coping mechanisms and during my grief process as well. Just crafting, found some things to do instead yeah. of just laying in the bed crying and, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with anxiety. I would wake up in the middle of the night, you know, husband, husband, husband. Oh my God, Romaine, Romaine. I, I dealt with so many things and I thank God for my support system. I thank God for my husband because he's walked this journey with me. And mm-hmm. oh my God, those moments where nobody knew about, you know, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety and calling my baby name out. Those mm-hmm. moments where nobody is around to know that, you know, I had my husband there and support. It's just been a blessing as well. Mm-hmm. So support system has definitely helped through this journey. Yes, yes. I'm telling you, my brother, my sister have been like glue. We've been like glue. They don't move one without the other. You know, it's just... Ooh, God is just awesome. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. as I just stopped, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me stop. Let me just kind of sit down for a minute. Cause you know, my friend was like, um, you got to do something, Get, you know, just be busy. Just stay busy all day long. I said, oh, what do you do at night when it's time to lay down and then your mind rolling? What then? It's not like you can shut it out. It's not like I want to have these feelings. I don't. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to cry. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I'm like, I'm all for being busy. But then what happens at night, you know, when your mind rolling and you're thinking, 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 and you're missing them, you know. So then then I pull up, get that Bible, or pull it up on my phone. And I even go back sometime and just look at the service. Because um, when she was in North Carolina, um, her friends in North Carolina couldn't come to the service. So, you know, we then we we did a Zoom and we aired it. So every now and then I go back and look at it. And my doctor was like, um, that's fine. You know, if that, you know, if that helps you, if it's not breaking you down, you're making you grieve a, a whole lot, then, you know, that's fine. It's, it's healthy. You know, so sometimes I just go back and I I watch, you know. I watch the service. I just go back some time and watch the service, you know. That helps me get through too, you know. That was that's that was my coping thing. But I said, God, you know, you said you weren't gonna put no more on me than I could bear. You must think your baby real strong over here, <laughs> you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. If yes. you said something, I'm telling you, I will go back and I've I've watched the service several times as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just you know, every again, everybody process is different, but I know that it definitely helped me. And I think that um, one of the things that I mentioned on the last episode was when the young people came down to get prayer and give their life to the Lord, that did my heart so, so, so well. Like that, that right there was it for me, like to see other young people 
um, giving their life to the Lord and just asking for prayer. And it's yes. nothing that was forced upon them and all of that. So I always think about um, think about the service. So I find myself looking at the service as well. Mm -hmm. And Shanta was a, um, a giver. So she volunteered a lot. You know, she used to work for the Greater Food Depository. So even when she left there, she, me and her always, you know, for whatever season, went and volunteered or it was a, a shelter on the next block from us. We, she would serve either Christmas or Thanksgiving. So me and her friends, we still try to do those same things that she did. And this girl had so many, I mean, I'm talking boxes and boxes of brand new clothes, shoes, coats, boots, whatever, just boxes of stuff, boxes of stuff. And her friend was like, you know, I was like, I'm just going to give it to the shelter because that's what she would have did. So she said, Miss Jeanette, you can make some money off of that. You know, we can do a pop-up shop. Well, I did a pop-up shop. You know, it, it, didn't really, it didn't really do a whole lot, but guess what? I blessed some people with that stuff, but the rest of it went right on to, to the shelters and to the, the Goodwill. I Because I, I, that's what she would have did. What am I going to do with it? Yeah. What am I going to do with it? Bless somebody else with it, you know, because that's exactly what she would. She was a giver and she gave of her time all the time. And you know what? You did right. I think that um, and, and another thing that I do in memory of Romaine is this. I have a, a host, a annual basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. Over a year. And the reason why I do it is because basketball was my baby passion. Like mm -hmm. from the age of five until literally he passed, he loved basketball and so what I wanted to do is remember him in, the, in that um in that facet to let the young people know that we allow distractions to come mm -hmm. in and get you away from your passion away from your dreams and your aspirations so that's one thing that I want to keep going because Romaine he had a love for basketball and so every year no matter what if it's not his birthday it's around his death date I always okay. hope that and that's what I told my husband I want to remember my baby in those um times and I want to give back to the young people. I always give um, thousands of dollars to um, uh, the young people with, you know, um, foot locker gift cards and just okay. them away, different things like that, because that's how I want to remember my baby because he had a passion. And so right. he loved, that's what I want to remember him of. So as you were saying, how you given to the shelter, that's what you would have done. So why not? Well, why that's what she was blessing. She so and you know and my my goal is to open up because she wanted to open up a homeless shelter right mm -hmm. so and I have my own aspirations as well but I do want to do a Shanta's house where you can just come and get your toiletries you know if I get some clothes or whatever but just definitely come and get you ain't got to pay, just come and get what you need that's what you need okay let's get on this show. Definitely, and I and I'm building up a fund for it already. So, and we I'm do I did like a walk mm -hmm. for her, and we're going to do an annual walk. But we definitely the those friends we get together and we go serve, go to the Greater Food Deposit pack, pack boxes and stuff like that. So we've been trying to get a hold of them to see if we could serve anytime soon. But 
it's you know it's a lot of stuff going on, but you know we're definitely just trying to keep her dream alive, man. That's right. That's right, and that that's the the, the best way that we can remember them, right? Yes. yes. Um, remember them and the things that they enjoy doing. Right. And give back. And like you said, just giving back to other people. And so I'm super excited. I'm going to be believing God with you um, for Shanta's house. And I'm telling you, I'm going to put my seed right on there as well. You let me know how I can be of assistance, how I can serve as well um, in that moment. Because I do believe that as long as we're doing it together, we can yeah. definitely heal together. So I look yeah. forward to all that um, you're going to do in memory of your baby. And we just yeah. pull on each other, right? Pull on each other's yeah. strength. Yeah. Um, keep yeah. talking about it. Um, anytime that you want to come on and just have a conversation and to share something, this is what this is. It is our safe haven to just share our story, share our journey, and um, share our process, right? Because again, everybody process is different. But what you said today could help somebody else along their journey who may be dealing with this or who may be um, going to deal with it. You know, some yeah. people are not dealing with it right now, but if they mm -hmm. do deal with it, they have some coping mechanisms and they have these conversations that they yeah. can um, literally um, hold on to and get something, um, pull something from the conversation. So this is, this is actually what it's all about, Ms. Jeanette. I am excited that we were able to connect and have our conversation. Yes. I'm sure that we will come back and have another conversation as we continue our healing process. I pull on you, you pull on me, we in it together. Do you have anything that you want to share in the closing? You know what? I um I like again, I just want to thank you for this platform. I know you say it's not you with God, but I thank you for this platform. And I actually have uh at least three friends that have lost their children. And uh we're each dealing with it differently. And and I just keep I just tell them all the time, like reach beyond the break, hold on, just hold on. Help is here, it ain't on the way, it's here. Hold on. So I've been telling them about this, and so I'm just connecting them to you. I'm sending them your way. I'm just letting you know I'm sending them your way because this, we're hurting, yes. you know, and we'll say I'm okay. We're not okay. Yeah. Really. You know, we're, we're dealing with it. We're not okay. Yeah. We're not okay. I do. Thank you. I do. Thank you for it. And with the help of God, we all going to be all right. Yes, ma'am. We're going to be, we're going to be all right. And listen, together, we're going to heal together. So yes. friends, you tell them, come on over here again. We, we, we scheduled this time. We said, listen, we're going to get this time scheduled. And yeah. I'm telling you, this, this is what it's about. Um, us pulling on each other and just start our healing process together. So yeah. you connect them with me. I would love to have a conversation yeah. with them and just allow them to share whatever yeah. they want to share. It's not scripted. I didn't want it to be scripted. Again, I know that, you know, as we continue to go on, we're going to get better. And, you know, we'll have a little uh, few questions here and there. But I just wanted to be a safe haven because I know me sharing my story, it's helped me along my healing process. So that's what I wanted to create here for other people to share that story about as well um, regarding losing their child. So thank you, Miss Jeanette. I love you. Thank and, you. I love until next time, let's continue to heal together. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you.